Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. True Hauntings is a Human Labs original podcast. Rose Hall is an 18th century plantation manor house and the home of Jamaica's most famous ghost, the White Witch of Rose Hall. Of the 700 great houses that once served as the homes of Jamaica's wealthy plantation owners, only 15 remain today. The others have been burned to the ground by slaves during the Great Jamaican Slave Revolt of 1831-32. Of these remaining manor houses, Rose Hall is the most well-known and the most infamous. What did Annie Palmer do to earn the title of White Witch and why do people still talk about her? Hi, my name is Renata Daniel. And I'm Anne Rekovich and welcome to this week's episode of True Hauntings Podcast. And this week we head to Jamaica to find out the truth behind the myths and the legends of Rose Hall Manor House. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. And so welcome back, everyone, to the studio, and welcome, Anne. Oh, thank you. Well, I can't do it talking to myself, well, can, can I? I? Can I just say your glasses are fogging oh, up already? It's just normal. <laughs> Summer's hot, coming. Hot, it, hot, It cold. could be like this for the next six months. Thank you very much. Could be like this for the next six years. Mm. And so, how's the week been? Oh, yeah. It's, it's been pretty quiet. I mean, we're starting to rev up now to get out and do things. I'm I'm starting to plan our overseas trips. I'm just so keen. And I know I talk about this every week. It's just because every week I am so excited. I know it's a week closer. Yeah. And look, yesterday we had the opportunity to have a chat with the ladies from Haunted Auckland. Oh, yes. And uh, they invited us over to New Zealand. I did. New Zealand. New Zealand. Um, and it's the Haunted Auckland Girls, which yes. is hey. <laughs> yes, and I love it when they said titty bear. The titty bear? <laughs> titty bear. <laughs> Hi, girls from Auckland. <laughs> but they're saying the titty bear and I'm going, <laughs> it's cracking me up. The Australian and the New Zealand accent are very similar. But except different. For, except for the E's. It's the E's and the I's that are just ever so slightly different. Um, like we say teddy bear and they say titty bear. And uh, six, we say six and they say sucks. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just that little bit of a difference, which we all have a little giggle at each other. 
Yeah, and but it was it was awesome. We had a, a great chat with them, and uh, and many laughs. And they have invited us over. So guess what, girls? We're coming, whether you like it or not. So <laughs> get those rooms ready. <laughs> We're staying over. <laughs> so that was awesome. And yeah, look, we've got we do have a few things coming up, which. Uh, we might have a bit, an announcement next week about something that we're doing in October. Oh, next week? Doing... We're not going to announce it now? No, we'll announce it next week. Oh, okay. I, I had it written down on notes to talk about today, but that's okay. But let's just say, keep Halloween evening free. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's just let's just tease them at All this right. point in time. Um, and of course, we are still gearing up for the Black Dog Institute's fundraiser in October. And uh, that is something that uh, I did last year and I've dragged Anne into it this year because it involves exercise. Oh. And this year I said, I'm not doing it on my own. You've got to do it with me. Oh. And so we've committed to walk 60 kilometres oh. during October. Shush up, it'll oh. be good for you. And it's about fundraising for the Black Dog Institute. So- I, have, I have to admit, I remember doing this last year with you and I watched your waistline and your ass get smaller and smaller. Every week, you dropped so much size during that that month. It was amazing. Did I? You did. Oh, and then I found, not that I'm I checking out your ass very often, but <laughs> found it again. Uh, so yes, so um, please, please join us, and uh, if you have any spare cash uh, that you would like to donate, even a couple of dollars, yep, um, that fundraiser is online, um, and you can support Anne and Renata. Is it on the Anne and Renata hyphen frightfully good page? Uh, y- it will be several times as the weeks go okay. on. Okay, we and need to once, pin it to the top yeah. so they can find and it. And once October hits, it will be all over it like a rash. And again, thank you everyone who let us know where you listen to our podcast. I've been really enjoying finding out where it is that you actually uh, listen to us. So thank you for sharing that. Mm. But let's get on with this amazing story. Oh, I'm looking forward all, to th- All the way from Jamaica. I'm looking forward to this one. Ghosts, Robert? Spirits of the dead? Spirits of hell, yes. I believe in them. I know that they exist. I have seen them. Don't be startled. I'm not raving. I I tell you, I have seen them. But Rose Hall Great House itself is not haunted. No house can be haunted if there lives in it a man or a woman strong-minded enough to defy anyone, anything, that might wish to return from the grave to revisit the scenes of its bodily existence. I can keep away any spirit by the force of my mind. They may be outside this building. They may creep and crawl close, close up to the windows, to the threshold of the door. But inside, where I am, they can never come. It is not of them I am afraid. I despise them in death as I despise them in life. They were weaker than I when alive. And I am still stronger than they are now that they are dead. Come, she said. I will show you the house, the haunted house where I live by myself. My first husband died in that room, she said laconically, so I keep it closed. The silly slaves are always hearing noises in there, though I have stopped showing fright when I am near them. And there, she went on, indicating the room, the one further on, is where my second husband died, and this one, she pointed to another, was where my last master passed away, drunk. It's a beastly story, Robert. I tell it to you because others will do so, and they are not likely to tell the truth, or indeed to know it so well as I. You will probably hear that I keep all these rooms closed, and that is so. They are never opened now. She took the lights from him, went towards the other side of the landing, and threw open another door, stepping inside. And this is where your little friend retires at night to her loneliness and friendlessness. Come in, she mocked. There is not a single soul to see us and to talk. She put the candle holder on the dressing table and fixed her eyes on him. There was provocation in them. 
an invitation scarcely to be misunderstood. He stepped inside, looked around and went up to one of the windows. He was breathing heavily as an unpracticed runner might. He saw the lands of the estate rolling away until lost in obscurity, could distinguish the darker shadows as trees towering above the cane, caught a glimpse of lights far below and knew them to be those from Boiling House and Still House and Bookkeeper's Quarters and, raising his head, gazed for a while on the innumerable tropical stars which glowed above in the soft, silken blackness of the sky. It was all vague and still and lovely out there. And here he was, a few days after his coming to this strange land of slavery and passion and beauty and mystery. For to him it seemed mysterious in the company of a woman with a strange history, a woman alone, who had passed through more heart-searing experiences than fall to the lot of most women, and who was, to his thinking, the most beautiful of her sex that his eyes had ever seen. And she loved him, wanted him, he could not be blind to that. I'm going to vomit, Anne. <laughs> and so are the days, days of, of our, our lives. We'll let you know where that came from a little bit later in the show. Oh, All right, but that, that's that's a quote. It's a, it's a big, giant quote, but we'll let you know um, which book that came from. But uh, it's it's fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> Horrible. Now we're gonna we're gonna turn things around a little bit in this show because we had a little bit of a conundrum as how to present it. So Renata's gonna do a very short, dry history of the location, and then I'm going to go into the legends and the ghosts, and then Renata's gonna wrap it up at the end. Mm. For a nice change. Nice. So I'll just put a ribbon on it, wrap it up, and oh, there you go. Let's hope not too many people are discombobulated by this change. Mm. Oh, well, never mind. They'll deal with it. <laughs> you build a bridge, get over it. <laughs> yes. So this is all about Rose Hall, and we go back to Jamaica for this particular episode. And the whole story actually starts back in 1746. And it's when an Englishman by the name of Henry Fanning purchases a 290-acre plot of land to build a home on because he is about to marry a lady named Rosa Kelly. Now, Rosa Kelly has a, a, a fairly big part in this story. Mm -hmm. So just remember her name. And Rosa is the daughter of Irish immigrants who are now living in Jamaica. And the thing about Jamaica at the time was that many of the wealthy, or well, they made their wealth by going out to Jamaica and uh, purchasing these big plots of land and growing stuff. stuff. <laughs> sugarcane, I think it was. Uh, some of it was later sugarcane, but I think before that it was tobacco and something else, oh. and then it turned into sugarcane. Okay. And they were uh, allowed to have slaves, mm -hmm. yeah. lots of slaves, lots of slaves. Yeah. And uh, this is the time when this family started to come over. So Henry and Rosa married, 1747, but unfortunately Henry died just a few short months after the wedding. So Rosa then married George Ash, who was a, a landowner in St. James Parish three years later in 1750, and George immediately set about building an even more beautiful house for Rosa. And many believe that this is why Rose Hall is named Rose Hall. It's oh, because of Rosa. Because of Rosa. Oh, mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yep. So... Sadly, but mysteriously, George dies soon after they get married Aww. and just before the home is completed in 1752. So Rosa only gets to be married with him for about two years. Now, a year later in 1753, Rosa marries again. Right. So this is marriage number three, Norwood Witter. 
who is a plantation owner and also a widower, and the marriage is an unhappy one, so they say. And Nord is a bit of a gambler, and apparently he spends all of his wife's money and leaves her in considerable debt. So the marriage ends after 13 years when Witta dies in 1767. Right. So this is all the backstory to the creation of Rose Hall. So again, 1768, Rosa marries again. Marriage number four, John Palmer. And John owns the neighbouring estate. Mm -hmm. So Palmer is also a widower. He has two sons living in England and John and Rosa apparently have a happy marriage and that lasts until Rosa's death in 1790. And then John dies seven years later in 1797. Well, I'm glad she finally found happiness. Yes. Four goes. Now, because John and Rosa have no children together, Rose Hall and the estates around it, because remember, John had estates Mm -hmm, before he mm -hmm. married Rosa, are left in trust to John's sons in England. The sons never go to Jamaica to claim the estate and neither have any of the children. Uh, And they pass the estate on to the ownership of the Palmer's, the Palmer's grandnephew, John Rose Palmer. In 1818, John Rose Palmer moves to Jamaica and he takes over Rose Hall. And soon after that, he marries Annie Patterson. Right. So this is where Annie comes into the story. Making her Annie Palmer. And it is she that is known as the White Witch of Rose Hall. Right. So that's kind of the that's the dry the history, the legacy, the legacy of the, the family, the gynecological story. No? Yeah. <laughs> and so if if we oh, look, she's missed that everyone. If, if if we look at the time, 1700s, genealogy, Renata, genealogy, not gynecological. <laughs> if if we look at the times, how can we have laughs if you don't respond to my there's, jokes? There's, There is very little to laugh about in this story, very little to laugh about. Um, We've got a whole sort of mix of um, history and um, this whole slavery thing Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. big plantations and this is all going on in Jamaica and they're they're pulling everything they can out of Jamaica while they can Mm -hmm. because they're making loads of money and, you know, the slaves are a dime a dozen and all of this. So this is the backstory that will now lead into My this part? legend yeah, of of the White Witch. All right. Let and, me... of course, she's called the White Witch because she's white. Well, she is. She's white. Yes. Uh, all right. So let me just give you a little description of apparently what Annie was look, looking like. Annie was beautiful beyond compare. She had rich, throaty voice and black, penetrating eyes. Her complexion was smooth. Oh, is this part of the Mills and Boone, Mills and Boone thing that you were reading? <laughs> and oh. she could shift from a gentle, smiling creature to a haughty, cruel, sensual, cat-like woman. Oh, my God. How many descriptive words are in there? As many as I could fit in. <laughs> I was still going. Gracefully exuding oh. Oh. both anger and sensuality. Oh, at the same time? She's a package, isn't yes, she? She is. Annie had strength besides her cruelty. She had the power of a mind trained in sorcery. Mm. She believed in spirits and had the ability to project death fears in her slaves. And there's, a, I'm just going to go now into the, the backstory of how she became this the feared witch. As I said, the only two times you need to worry about Annie Palmer is when she hated you and when she loved you. <laughs> Right. Was there any other? Yeah, so most of the time the slaves there would just try to avoid her or Mm. not be noticed. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me a little bit of our Myrtle's plantation Mm -hmm. story where that slave was listening at the door trying to get cues to not upset the master. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she was known as the White Witch of Rose Hall. She was renowned for her beauty and her cruelty. She apparently tortured, mutilated, and murdered her lovers and slaves. And before she died, she vowed she would be the last mistress of Rose Hall. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and it was true that the actual place remained abandoned for quite some time. So she had this huge ambition to gain wealth. She wanted to climb that ladder. So in the early 19th century, the only way a woman could do that was to marry rich. So that's what she did. She married uh, John Palmer mm-hmm. um, and she took up the position of mi- mistress of the plantation. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough. She wanted more. She grew hungry for more wealth and excitement. Her husband was boring. Yes. Poor, poor fella. And she began to take the odd lover here and there. Just to make life exciting. Yep, yep. But uh, that was usually some of the slaves and she would just take them. They had no choice. Uh, it got to the stage that the husband used to sleep in a separate room and she would demand that some of the slave men who she fancied come to her chamber at night and pleasure her. Uh, she grew As she grew tired of various lovers, um, she, she rather than have herself exposed for what she was doing, she would murder them. Mm-hmm. So she'd either have somebody murder them or she would do it herself. After six years of marriage... That, that would bring about no raised eyebrows at all, oh, no. would it? No, 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 no not no. at all. Um, so she knew that um, yeah, she'd been with her hubby long enough now and it was about time to bump him off. So after six years, she poisoned John. Mm-hmm. Poor John. And as she uh, killed off that husband, she sealed up that bedroom and nobody was allowed to enter it ever again. Oh. Oh, really? That's right. Hmm. Now, the slaves were just getting a little bit suspicious at this stage. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, but, oh. oh, where's <laughs> and, the master And they, they started to call her the White Witch, so they'd whisper behind their hands, it's the White Witch. Mm-hmm. So she married two more husbands, um, all the while still taking slave lovers, and she'd acquire wealth from each of her dead husbands. Um, she used to apparently get off on watching the slaves being beaten, and she was quite often known to stand in the, the top balcony. They had a little um, uh, place where she could stand and look out the window, uh, and she would stand there and watch the the slaves being flogged for her own amusement. As each of the husbands died, she would then close off the doors, locking them away. So she ended up with three closed bedroom doors mm. sealed up. Now, at this stage, the the slaves were thinking that the house was haunted. Mm-hmm. So there were doors that would start slamming when there was no wind blowing. And uh, they were also suspicious of the fact that men would come to visit and they would just fall under Annie's enchantment. It was like she had bewitched them. This is where we go into the ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lovely lady, uh, and I'll give you all the references to where I've got this information from. Uh, her name is Beverly Gordon, and she's a native Jamaican and the current manager at the time this article was written for Rose Hall Great House. Uh, and she she tells a lot of the stories of what happened and the ghost stories that happened there. And she said that not only did Annie Palmer beat the slaves in daylight, but she brought them back to the mansion to torture them. She had a dungeon underneath the house. That's where the ladies in the gentlemen's rooms, bathrooms are now, I assume. Um, they've also got a gift shop. <laughs> As you do. Which we would go nuts in. in let's face it. Of course we I would, would have a magnet from that shop. <laughs> it would go on my fridge proudly. I, I do like to collect magnets from haunted locations. I don't know why. I'm just weird. Anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, there were two pits, 16-foot pits that were uh, in that area that she called her dungeons, and that's where she kept the slaves. If she caught them trying to run away from the property, they would get thrown into the pit, mm-hmm. 16 feet. That's a big drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she would leave them there without food or water, uh, no medical attention until they died. Mm-hmm. So if by pushing them in, if they broke a leg or something, that was bad yeah. luck. And hopefully they broke their neck for their sake because mm-hmm. at least a bit quicker. Yeah. Now, this Beverly Gordon also reported that Annie had little regard for her lovers and uh, she would send one of the slaves to go and bury the bodies of her victims and then send a second group to murder those who had buried the bodies. (laughs) No. Jeez, that slave population would have just 
being oh, diminished. She's going through them just with her, her sexual rampages. Wow. So, as you mentioned, oh, no, you didn't mention. <laughs> Oops. Go back, right. go back, go back, go back. Uh, December of 1831, there was a young gentleman named Robert Rutherford from England who came to Rose Hall to fill the position as a bookkeeper. Now, in my soundscape, you would have heard me mention Robert. I think there might have been a little bit of lust going on mm. there. Uh, so Annie, of course, immediately took a shine to this young man, but so did her housekeeper, oh, oh. Millicent. Ooh. Ooh, I feel a bit of a triangle coming on here. Oh, no. Or is it a square? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where this whole situation almost turns into an episode of Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Uh so Millicent's grandfather, Taku, was a powerful voodoo witch, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and also one of Annie's lovers, mm-hmm. right? Now, Robert Rutherford, who came from the strict Society of England, fancied both Millicent and Annie. Oh, okay. So they took a shine to both. Now, guess how Annie felt about that? Yeah, I'd say she didn't like that. Do you think she'd be happy to share? No, 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 no. No sloppy seconds no, for Annie? No, no. No, okay. No, no, whatsoever. She wanted Robert's attentions all for herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, What'd she do? Oh, this is where it gets exciting. The feel like Marlena in Days of Our Lives <laughs> is coming on. Um, she cast a spell on Millicent, or Millie, causing her to die within nine days. Now, Taku, her grandfather, was not real happy about this. No. He was infuriated and he had kept the fact that he was a, a, a voodoo witch himself um, secret, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so he then strangled Annie Palmer oh. to death in her bed. Oh, no. He got to her. Annie got her comeuppance. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> I could say something there, but I won't. Annie was entombed in an above-ground coffin. Uh, it's a cement coffin that is still there. Mm-hmm. At the we'll east. throw a picture up. Yeah, we will throw a picture up. Uh, and some of her religious-minded former slaves tried to cast spells on her grave to keep her spirit locked up, but their magic didn't work. Oh. And Annie was not stopped by her death. Apparently, she still lingers there today. Mm. Now, the house sat empty until 1905 when a family bought the mansion. Uh, They weren't worried about the new ghosts. However, Mm -hmm. the new owner's maid was on the balcony in that very place that Annie liked to look at the slaves being Mm -hmm. tortured and was mysteriously thrown off the balcony to her own death by an unseen force. Oh, wow. Mmm, who do you think it was? Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Must have been Annie's. Had to be Annie. Had to be Annie. Had to be. So uh, apparently, the family then abandoned that house, and it sat empty again till 1965. It's an auspicious year, 1965. Mm, That's the year you were born. It was. Now Mm. you all know how old I am. (laughs) I know you think I'm much younger than that. So it was purchased by John and Michelle Rollins, and that's where they uh, restored it, turning it into a museum, pub, gift shop, and banquet hall. And the bathrooms and the bar is now where Annie Palmer's dungeons once loomed. And if you have a look at the picture of the house prior to the Rollins taking it, it was a dump. Yeah, it was in a bad way. It, it sort of reminds me a little of Monte Cristo. Really, really was, yeah. bad way. So Annie has still been seen there in the house or heard all these mysterious occurrences that are happening. Mm -hmm. Sometimes taps at the bar and in the kitchen will start running. No one turns them on and tries your might. You can't get that pipe to turn off. It just comes on and goes off by itself. They hear doors slam, windows close, and um, once they've closed, they can't be open, no matter how hard the staff try to push it open. Beverly Gordon said also that men seem to be more inclined to experience the phenomena than women. Ah, oh, she's still why. after them, even in the afterlife. Oh, she's still yeah. after a fella. Yep. One staff member has seen a woman entering a room. He came down to ask someone who might be in there and was startled when they said, no, there was nobody there. Mm. And then he went back to check again and the woman was gone. Now, there's been some photographs taken. Uh, one was of a misty form on the bedhead where they alleged that it's the original furniture that um, she was murdered on. Mm-hmm. And uh, on this bedhead, there is this shimmery form. Now, I had a look at that and it also popped up in... Ghost Hunters International, because uh, Ghost Hunters International did an episode there. It's a reflection. It's a light reflection. That's and they they actually managed to reproduce it. Oh, you know nothing. Beverly it's, was not happy. It's, it's... <laughs> Beverly was not happy. <laughs> no, it's it's got to be any. And it's there was there was another photo of the, they've got this mirror. Last house we had the the haunted mirror yes, as well, yeah, yeah. and somebody had taken a photo from an angle into the mirror and they caught a face. (gasps) Now, look, I have to admit that I was pretty uh, impressed with Ghost Hunters International and and Rob, I'm not a big fan of Rob Demarest, uh, but he... He showed her the photo and said, look, we've we've worked out that it's pareidolia. Mm-hmm. It's not um, a, a, a ghost face. And mm-hmm. the woman's going, oh, no, no, no. And he said, well, come on, let's go upstairs now and I will show you. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, he drags her upstairs. Beverly was not happy. <laughs> and um, they stood at the side and he said, I want you to stand here, right? Yep. And I want you to look at this angle into that mirror and yep. tell me what you see. And there was, um, it reflects a bookcase I think it was where there was a vase sitting on top mm-hmm. and sure enough they then pop up the photo of the ghost face it is the bottom half of the vase right. or vase whatever yep. you want to call it yep. so they debunked that yep. so the two great photos both were debunked and Beverly remains not happy not happy <laughs> Beverly's goes, not happy oh, you're killing a business I know uh, alright so There was also this great story of, uh, in 1971, a group of psychics came to Rose Hall to try and trap the spirit of Annie Palmer, (gasps) Beverly said. 
They tried to raise Annie and she was giving them a hard time. She came out of the tomb. They were trying to get her back in and they could not. On her tomb, they placed three crosses on the three sides. They're still there too. They wanted to trap her spirit inside the tomb, but they could not. So they did not place the fourth cross on there and they've just left that side open. That's right. Just leave. Just That's just it. go. Leave leave yep. the poor lady yeah, we've, with Annie. We've, we've raised Annie from the dead, yeah, although I thought she actually wasn't entrapped by the tomb. Didn't they say that she wasn't entrapped by no, the well, tomb? She, she wasn't entrapped by the tomb. Um, but, but they've raised know. her anyway, yes. and now they've let her loose, yep, and, and they've done nothing about it. And they've had a cup of tea, and they're going home. <laughs> well, oh, sorry about that. Beverly was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Beverly. <laughs> I'm sure you're an absolutely delightful lady. All right. Now, as I mentioned, uh, we did have some ghost hunting teams go over there and investigate it. So Ghost Adventures went over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't find the episode to watch. They've pulled all the Ghost Adventures episode because you're going to get them on Discovery Plus where yes. you pay for them now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did find a summary of what happened. There was some uh, EMF fluctuations, the REM pod on the floor uh, near one of the people there uh, started to alarm multiple times. Now, they're referring to someone called Wilson. I'm not sure who Wilson was, but they said that Wilson's demeanour changed from calm to a very sexual relaxation state. Oh. They were turned on by Zach, no doubt. <laughs> Oh dear. Annie, um, Annie was flinging her charm all over right. the place. <laughs> they had EVPs of, yeah. Mm. And, oh my goodness. <laughs> I oh. don't know what the questions were. They don't say what the questions were. They got the EVP to. Aaron claims that he saw a shadow figure move across the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron had some physical contact where he started to feel tired and about to pass out. At the tomb, and it's all about Aaron, Aaron starts to feel a different energy change and they heard residual noises such as footsteps and a branch breaking. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Really? I oh, know. It's, it just... it's outside. Oh, that's you know, just astounding. That's a branch breaking. That's now, that's crazy. That's A1. Right, yep. And then I said uh, Ghost Hunters International were also there and they debunked the photos. Oh, there was one other thing that they said the glasses used to move around. Mm-hmm. So they set up cameras, as they set up the static night vision cameras. They showed the vision of the bar with this rat running across, <gasps> knocking the glasses around. Oh, and Be- oh, Beverly was Beverly. not happy. <laughs> She's gone. Oh, well, thank you for bringing that to my attention. We'll have to do something about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you got to understand this. This is in um, yeah, in a tropical, a country. tropical climate. Yeah. Now, what astounded me the most when I watched that episode was the amount of noise from insects outside. It was deafening. Wow. Yeah. So it And it was constant, and mm-hmm. at night it got louder. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they could hear anything with mm-hmm. that racket that was going mm-hmm. on. Um, so th- that was just a little uh, side note from me. But once again, I, I want to give kudos to the Ghost Hunters International team because I think they did a really good job. Now, I'm just going to finish off with this little thing before I hand back to you. Mm-hmm. The evil wretch of a woman who took so much pleasure in watching others suffer is now stuck wandering the halls and walkways of the mansion that she once ruled over with a wicked hand. Annie Palmer is the stuff of nightmares to the children of Jamaica and, according to many witnesses, the nightmare of the White Witch is not over. Or is it, Renata? Mm. Let me hand back to you now. Oh, thank you, thank you. Because this is where it gets really exciting. Mm -hmm. One thing you didn't mention was the fact that when Annie was small... She was actually oh, raised by bit. a nanny yes. who taught her voodoo. Yes, apparently she was very skilled in the – I skipped over that bit in my notes. Oops, sorry. Very skilled in yeah. voodoo. Yeah. So this was one of her tricks that mm-hmm. she had up her sleeve. That's why she could uh, put spells on people. That's true. 
So is this story of Annie Palmer actually true? Does Annie actually have anything to do with the ghosts that allegedly haunt Rose Hall? Or is it all a figment of someone's imagination? Sorry, Beverly. And <laughs> you won't be amused. Um, and this has just been added to and added to over the years. And look, it, it isn't surprising that a story like this would be surrounding a white person in that colony. I'm surprised that there are any buildings standing from the slave revolution at all. It, why why they left some plantation buildings still up considering the torturous time they had is amazing mm -hmm. maybe they just didn't get around to it um and of course you've got one building that still has a presence and a family associated with it if you go back to the early 1800s and so if you have a a, a people that have been oppressed and enslaved, the likelihood is that there is going to be stories around of ghosts and horrendous, horrible people that are now there on the island as... It's like a stain. Yeah, as, as the ghosts and spirits that inhabit the place. Very interesting. Very interesting. But... The true story of Annie Palmer is a little bit less dramatic. Well, a lot less dramatic. A lot. <laughs> a lot less dramatic than the legend. Poor Annie. Poor Annie. And if, look, if her soul is there, she's there for retribution, oh. I reckon. She'd be there going, stop telling this shit about my life. Yeah. Because it's not true. A little bit like Lizzie Borden. Yes. And also reminds me of Sam at the Gravedigger's Cottage at yes, Q Station. Absolutely. So let's let's look at some of this stuff that's been said about her. So Annie Palmer was born Annie Mary Patterson. She was a Jamaican of Scott Scottish descent. She was not brought up in Haiti at all. Was, there was no um, voodoo nanny that taught her all her spells and crafts? No, there was <gasps> not a Haitian nanny. Oh, she must have had to teach herself then. And she certainly had no training in voodoo. Oh, but she still murdered all those husbands. Well. Did she? Did she? In 1820, she did marry John Rose Palmer, the great nephew of the original John Palmer. And John Rose Palmer was Annie's first and only husband. What? Oh, well, she must have had lots of lovers then. It must have been a very unhappy marriage. Mm. And she had lots of lovers that she murdered. Actually not. <gasps> uh, oh, Beverly, Beverly will not be happy. <laughs> There's very little known about their life together. It was quite private, actually, and it seems to have been normal, peaceful, and nothing really to talk about. What? Now, their time in Rose Hall, to add insult to injury, sorry, Beverly, <laughs> was actually a short one, and neither of them died there. No. Neither of them died well, there. Well, what about the tomb with all the crosses on it? Who the hell's in yeah, that? We'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so okay. The huge debts attached to Rose Hall and the estates associated with it were more than John Rose Palmer could absorb. And so this is one of the reasons they both left. They actually sold the place and left up. So both uh, properties eventually passed into the hands of the receivers and Rose Hall's great house stood abandoned for more than 130 years, falling into a terrible, terrible state of disrepair. How anyone managed to bring it back up to how it looks now? Well, kudos to them and kudos to Beverly for looking. At, look, we've got to give her something. Yeah. We've yep. got to give her something. Yep, yep, yep. So Annie Palmer did not kill her husband or anybody else. Sorry, John died in 1827 of natural causes uh, and there is also no record of her ever having tortured or mistreated a slave. Have we ticked all the boxes yet? Almost all. Oh, well, this is boring, mm. Renata. Yeah, I know. So the estate had been cared for by just two slaves for most years, one or two slaves. And uh, once it was turned over to the receivers, John and Annie didn't keep any slaves at all. Now, remember, this is a stage where most 
plantation owners that were left, and that was only a handful, had anywhere between 100 and 150 slaves. Oh, wow. They had none. They had one or two. One or two. One or two. Now, when John died, uh, what little interest Annie still had in the estate, she sold for 200 pounds. And when Annie herself died in 1846, 15 years after she was supposedly murdered by her slave lover, she left what little she had to her goddaughter, Geolia Mary Spence. Oh, what a gorgeous name. Yeah. Was she the White Witch? No. Beverly's not going to be happy. No. So, yeah, how did such an innocent, beautiful woman living in a really quiet and really an uneventful life, how did she become the centre of this horrendous story? How did she become the White Witch? It is horrendous and it's her name that is attached to it. Yep. So let's let's see where all of this goes. So the seeds of this legend were sown in 1868 when a fall mouth newspaper editor published well, We're not saying foul. No, fall mouth. Fall. Newspaper editor published a booklet containing many of the elements of the cur- the current tale. Mm. The difference was that this story had Rosa Palmer, remember I said remember oh, that yes, name, yes, Rosa yes. Palmer as the White Witch. Because she actually did have a lot of husbands. She did have a lot of husbands. And the murders and other terrible deeds were attributed to her. The fact that she had actually had four husbands helped to give the story some sort of credibility. So we've got this timeline of these four husbands and they all kind of mysteriously die within a, a year or two, first of all, of mm-hmm. being married and building her a lovely house and then they all drop dead except for the last one. And, you know, with legends and other added parts to this story, it's, it's kind of grown legs. And in 1911, a book on the history of St. James was published and that retold the story, but Annie had become the central figure. Right. Now, why? Maybe because they had a portrait of her and they could then go, well, this is the magnificent white witch of Rose Hall and there was no portrait of Rosa. I, was I don't she know. Was like, beautiful? Not from the picture that oh, I've seen. She's oh, kind sorry, of just Eddie. really, <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a portrait of her. She does look very stern. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's that's a reason why. In 1929, Annie Palmer's fate was forever sealed as fact and fiction became inextricably entwined in the Herbert G. de Lissa novel, The White Witch of Rose Hall. Hang on. Did you say novel? Yes. The, the White Witch of Rose Hall. So... That's not a non-fiction book. Mm. It's a fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Has anyone told this to Beverly yet? <laughs> so whatever. Uh, how many times have we mentioned that poor woman's name? Oh, oh we're going to get We'll get mailed. hate mail. That's okay. We're going whatever, to hell anyway. Whatever so. <laughs> elements had been left out of the legend by the other two publications had now been supplied and people were happy to believe it. Yeah. They were happy to believe it. It sort of brought it all together and and putting it in writing like that. So that's where I have to tell you now that my soundscape from the very beginning was from that book. Ah. So as you can see, it's it's very Mills and Boone. Very Mills and Boone. And you've got to think of the time, 1929. So it was perfect Mm -hmm. uh, to wrap people who were really interested in these sort of romantic stories um, you know, up and take them away on this journey. And yeah, most people really didn't know anything about Jamaica, let's face it. No, no. So, yeah. But they they knew about voodoo. They knew about and voodoo. And that, that was very exciting. And then to think of a white woman who had learnt the secrets yes. of voodoo. Yes. That was even... She turned to the dark side. Yes. And, uh, and a woman in those days being lustful and sexually aggressive. Oh, that's true. <gasps> There's so many no-nos oh. in there. So though claimed to be the tomb of Annie Palmer, we go to this tomb and there'll be a picture up on the Facebook yep. page about it. Um, this is most likely false as well as Annie had not been living at Rose Hall at the time of her death and in fact was had sold her remaining interest in the place nearly 20 years earlier. Yeah, and I'd like to say that there is a photo of the Ghost Adventures team all standing around there looking very buff with their their uh, rainbow-coloured umbrellas. 
No. So it could be Rose's tomb. Could be. It could be Rose's tomb, but you are right. The tomb does show uh, crosses on all sides except for one. But what about the audacity of these psychics to come over and do that? Yeah. That actually, I got a little bit pissed at that. Mm -hmm. I thought that's just ego, pure ego. Or did they? Or did it or even? Did they, now this did is it true. I, I did try to dig down and find the story of who it was and who did that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Beverly knows. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> but I could I could find it referred to several times, but I couldn't find who it was or their journey. Mm. So is this another furfy? <laughs> furfy misinformation. Yep. yep. Whatever. So whether or not Rose Hall is truly haunted is hard to say for certain, as much depends on individual beliefs. And, of course, there will be people who will go and say, it's haunted. I I was in there and I felt things like some of the different um, teams that have already been there and have said they have felt things. A branch broke. Yes, that's, it's, that's, it's haunted. that's the White Witch. Yep. So, as you said, people claim to see shadowy figures uh, dressed in a green velvet riding habit. Um, a, a figure has been seen riding a black horse across the estate grounds. Uh, and others say they've seen figure of a woman dressed in white on the stairs and have caught glimpses of the same figure moving uh, about inside the house. Um, and there have been reports of screams, sounds of running footsteps heard from various rooms, and of course the gift shop, no, the, the, which was the cellar. Yes, yes, the pit. The pit. Uh, if the place is actually haunted, it can be said for certain that it has nothing to do with a white witch, murdered husbands, tortured slaves, or voodoo rituals. Though it could very well be Annie Palmer come back from the grave to try and clear her tarnished name. Yeah. And this is one of the issues we have with ghost hunters and paranormal investigators by learning these um, legends that, and they go to these places to investigate and they've not dug down to the truth mm-hmm. and they're, they're looking for these ghosts mm-hmm. that don't exist, mm-hmm. that never existed. Mm-hmm. But if they don't find evidence of that ghost... That makes them a bad investigator. They're bad investigators because they couldn't find the famous ghost. Mm-hmm. Now, Ghost Hunters International, they actually presented the information and everything to the to our lovely Beverly. <laughs> um, I think that's who it was. And uh, they said, look, I'm sorry, we could find no evidence of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that this place is not haunted. There was just nothing that happened at the time we were here. Mm -hmm. So they could find nothing to collaborate the stories. They Mm -hmm. didn't dig down and find the true story Mm -hmm. of Annie. But in one of my researches, um, and look, I'll just give you some of the pages I looked at now. I had ghostaspectsfolklore.com, um, occultworld.com, jamaicanfamilysearch.com, exemplar.com, mysteriousbritain.co.uk. That's, and, of course, the uh, book by the White Witch of Rose Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've up? got probably about four or five sites as well. Um, it's not that hard to dig down no. and find the truth. With this particular story. No. It's it's not that hard. Um, but to present it as it as a true haunting is impossible once we know the truth of this. As you said, it could be haunted by something else. It mm-hmm. could now be haunted by the reconstruction of this story. Yeah, it's become a thought form because and, they've yep. they've now laid that much energy into it. Yep. Um, and the staff there tell the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents in the area will tell the story of the White Witch to, to scare their children into going to bed on time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's where legend has become reality. Reality. But it is unfair to tell this story is. without actually mentioning the truth. Yes, and I agree. So, Renata. No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to go there and investigate? Um, I'd like to go and check it out. I don't know whether I'd like to investigate or not. Uh, I'd love to spend a, a couple of hours there and walk through the rooms and check it out and get the vibe of the place. Whether I'd spend a night investigating, I, I'm not sure whether it, whether I would do that after reading all of this. Yeah. It, it upsets me 
that they would take a lovely lady and ruin her reputation to yep. the point where they have really, really scarred her. Yes, and the 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 rest of the um, the family by this. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing about the whole slaves thing is also really gut wrenchingly horrible. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, it's it, it would be awesome to go and visit. Yeah. Now, just before I give my input on it, there was one other thing I forgot to mention. I found a skeptics website as well where they had talked about the the ghost, and of course they've pulled up the real history of Annie. Uh, but they've also said, and ghost hunters went in there and, and they met the show Ghost Hunters, found proof that uh, the ghost of Annie existed. And I thought, they haven't watched the show. Mm. They've just assumed that the ghost hunters have gone in there and found evidence because they were there mm-hmm. and look and that's deriding them yeah that's that's um that means he's a cynic he's mm-hmm. not a skeptic mm-hmm. and i'm all up for uh, cynics i think not cynics skeptics because we need them they're the ones who get us to keep our feet on the ground yes but yeah. don't go saying stuff that's not real yeah because you know, people will immediately jump to that and go, oh, yeah, yeah, look, they're all fake. No, they're not. These guys did a good job and said the place wasn't haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I go there? Um, first off, no, I don't think it's haunted by Annie um, or, or by the White Witch, I should say. It's probably haunted by Annie, who is very angry that this is happening. Mm-hmm. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of angry reports of energy there, mm-hmm. just footsteps and banging doors and things mm-hmm. like that. How high up on my list it is to go and investigate investigate somewhere in a place I would visit in the world, it would be fairly low. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to be filthy rich and have and be bored and um, have nowhere else to investigate because I've got a lot of stuff on my bucket list I want to check off before I get to a place with a made-up story. Mm. Ooh, ouch. And Sorry, Beverly. <laughs> one of the reasons we chose this place was that it was high on the list of places to investigate in the yeah. world. And I should mention I also used uh, Jeff Belanger's book, um, the haunted yeah. places around the world. And so it is worth it is worth in a podcast like this mm-hmm. bringing in all of the types of stories. Yes. You know, whether they're awful and true and uh, amazing or whether they're kind of made up. Makes for a good podcast. It certainly does. So thank you for joining us on this week's episode of True Hauntings. Once again, we hope you have enjoyed it. If you would like to support us and the work that we do, we do have a Patreon account. Anne and Renata, frightfully good. So feel free to become one of our uh, Patreons on there. We have a nice little private group there where we do uh, some extra readings and chat and find out all the secrets behind the scenes. And we'd really appreciate your support so we can keep this podcast going. Going. Make sure you've subscribed, you've shared it, you've done all that stuff that we mention at the end of every podcast. We love you all and we'll see you on the dark side. Bye for now. Hey guys, it's Anne. I've snuck in to ask you all a big, big favour. Can you all go to the Australian Podcast Awards.com backslash vote and type in our name in search for the podcast and then vote for us make sure that you follow that email that goes through and you validate that so they know that you're real but at the moment that would help us so much to raise our profile and we would love you forever also a big shout out to bonnie who has edited up this episode of true hauntings to make sure it still gets out to you guys on time love you bonnie bye everyone Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. True Hauntings is a part of the Human Labs Podcast Network.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.